This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's been a fully odd week for the Stags as September sets in. Mansfield Town are back to winning ways and the injury crisis is clearing. Has John Dempster's men outlasted the storm or is it down to divine intervention following the Archbishop of York's visit to the One Course Stadium today? To find out the answer, just like naughty's pop sensation McFly, we've got the band back together. Why? Well, if the One Call needed an Archbishop, then surely the podcast needed a priest to head up a footballing sermon. This week, aside from very questionable puns and wordplay following today's religious visit, we'll be reflecting on Saturday's victory over Scunthorpe and looking ahead to September, asking if, with the help of returning bodies and new lone faces, if the Stags can climb the league table. As always, we'll get your comments from the live feed and hear from goal-scoring defender Matt Preston and the boss John Dempster, who heaps praise on the blooming flower from his garden, Danny Rose. Some of his goals this season have been outstanding. That was more playing on a mistake. I mentioned last week that a lot of goals in League Two are from set plays or a mistake. It was great to see Danny, the sly old fox, sneaking in and uh, and, and sticking at the back of the net. I guess it's getting back to what we were last season, which is solid, and we want we want clean sheets every week, and uh, you know we, we build on a base from that, and and then if we can from that start playing like we used to be, then it's it's only going to be a winning formula. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Well, September is upon us. We've had some religious visitors to the One Course Stadium, but our prayers have been answered. Three points at home for John Dempster at last. September is starting to look smart. Alongside me, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton, as always. Before we get started, little disclaimer, the views expressed in this broadcast are those solely of the individuals. Let's start, Nathan, by looking back at last weekend. Finally... 
prayers have been answered. John Dempster gets his first home win as Mansfield Town Manager. It wasn't pretty, but the basics were done and three points were brought on board. Took the words out of my mouth there. It certainly certainly wasn't pretty and it wasn't overly convincing, but uh, the, the bottom line and the most important uh, moral of the story is we got the three points and um, let's just hope that, I mean, we said it after Carlisle, but hopefully with this one being at home, hopefully this one sort of uh, pushes a player on, plays on, have a bit of confidence and gets that sort of monkey off the shoulder sort of thing and um, helps us sort of push on from here. We've got to take a lot out of it from in that aspect. I suppose Cam Fulton, everybody would have been expecting us to beat bottom of the league anyway, but it, did that game against bottom of the league come at the perfect time given the Stags' rocky start to the season? It was one of those where it was an expected victory. It was a tough one to go and get, but it was one which Mansfield needed. Had we played that game maybe in two or three weeks' time, ha- having stumbled a little bit more it could have been a much more dangerous game to play. Was it the right time for that fixture to get that out of the way? Oh, definitely. I think having such a difficult start against the team is fair enough. You'd probably put probably more coming in Stevenage at like your lower lower risk games as such if you'd looked at them on paper. But uh, playing Newport, Exeter, Carlisle, uh, Leighton Orient was always going to be a tricky one as well. And it's like, we've not had the easiest start. So... Uh, to pick up another win it is good let's hope it kicks start the team and let really get a run going because we need we were addressing lacking confidence and uh, let's just hope that having a good performance on Saturday although it wasn't a pretty one it got the result and what matters at the end of the day is, is we got the three points another tough game follows it Nath with Crawley away how important is it now for John Dempster to start building a little bit of momentum um, obviously it's important because because of the start we've had. You know, you sort of want to see if we can, you know, not follow up with a good result. You know, obviously we got the good result at Carlisle, but then followed up with um, is that a draw. I'm trying to think what we played in now. It seems yeah, lost win at Carlisle, lost against Leighton Orient, draw yeah. against Stevenage. Yeah, so they, so so obviously we haven't had um, sort of back to back sort of good performances or obviously back back to back results. So. Uh, but it's always going to be difficult going away to Crawley. You know, we don't not we don't often get much from Crawley away. Um, at least this time it's on a Saturday, not a Tuesday night like last year. Um, Thank so, you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it's a bonus. <laughs> um, so obviously we we want to go down there and and hopefully we can build on what we've what we've done so far. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Get your comments. Uh, come in. Want to hear your views on the game and in particular that of uh, the new Loney edition Connor Shaughnessy who played very very well indeed we'll get your thoughts on him later in the show uh, we'll also talk about players coming back from injury because tonight it's not just looking back on Saturday it's looking ahead to the rest of uh, September and the rest of the seasons it begins to progress because this week we've had some really positive news haven't we Nath? We have indeed um, it looks like the, the physio room is starting to get a bit less uh, sort of compact in there with the likes of um, well, most of all, Bobby Lesnick in the West Ham West West West, 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 West Brom game playing 45 minutes. That That is massive. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that later on uh, in the show. Get your comments in below if you want to get involved with the show tonight. As always, this is the place for you to have your say 
on your team. Elaine says, welcome back, guys. Uh, Mark says, glad to have you back, lads. Uh, Roger says, evening. And Callum says, evening. Scunthorpe came at a brilliant time. Gives us that little extra boost of confidence going into a tricky game against Crawley. Roger says, got the job done last Saturday, uh, but was not convincing. But players coming back is great news and will build confidence. I guess it's one of those games, isn't it, where after Mansfield Cam had been through a bit of a sticky opening month, with just the one victory uh, and the two defeats and the, the draws in there as well after that sticky month especially how we were feeling after that extra game the fact that Mansfield just did the basics we took the chances at one end put bodies on the line at the other end and reduced scum, and reduced scum talk to very very little that has to be the pleasing thing sometimes you've got to strip things back and just start from, start from the beginning and, and build again Oh, massively, and I think it, it literally is the basics that we were struggling with um, uh, in well, just a couple of weeks ago. Never mind within the last few games, it's been defending and actually getting your foot on the ball and getting rid of it, rather than faffing around with it, causing ourselves to panic at the back. And it, it's been rather shaky to watch but it just seems that Saturday yeah it wasn't the prettiest but it literally was we did the basics right we could get rid of the ball we could play get it on the floor I say get it on the floor the second goal came from a bit of head tennis which was a great bit of thinking ahead from Danny and I think that just shows that he's obviously in a a better place than what he was like before he'd probably just leave that whereas now he's just got that little bit of confidence just to nip in get his toe on it and all it takes is just a little just a little spark like that and it, it changes the game completely they'd started to tail off after the second goal and we didn't really look threatened at all and um, it was just all, all round a, a, just a solid performance How much of that boils down to the new addition Nathan uh, the lonely addition of Connor Shaughnessy who uh, came on uh, deadline day on loan from Leeds United until the end of the season made his debut uh, in front of that back three on Saturday I thought it was quite impressive I mean if, uh, I, I noticed um, during the game that some well towards the end of the game somebody uh, sat near me uh, up in the west upper said uh, he doesn't look anything special but we don't need anything special from somebody in that role you, all you want for a defensive uh, midfield player like him is to do the absolute basics which we haven't been doing and, you know it's to have a calm head which is uh, a lot to ask of a young lad really so to have a calm head on the ball and do the simple things right and he absolutely did that You know, every, I don't think he ever gave the ball away during the whole match he, he seemed to always get his head up calmness on the ball as well as interceptions better than Digby uh, he could actually uh, pass the ball as well so, See, uh, the reason you've, you've mentioned Digby is because I said jokingly in the group chat this is Digby Mark 2.0 and that and wasn't a negative shot down massively yeah it wasn't a negative <laughs> because uh, the, the, what I meant what I meant was well, I know you loved Digby we know it wasn't well, ob negative obviously because <laughs> he was a class player but that's not that's a different oh, right, right. um, what I meant was it's that interceptor role because what Mansfield needed in that game and what worked so well was that playing out from the back being comfortable in playing from defence but actually not bypassing the midfield so often and John Dempster speaks about this in his interview a little bit today we've we've sort of knocked it about the battery and then just hoofed it long up to Danny and tried to yeah. play play in the air and sort of bypass that massive gap in midfield and we've been caught so often what we did so well against Scunthorpe and so effectively which I think will come a little bit more is playing out from the back using Shaughnessy spraying balls out to Kellen Gordon spraying balls out to CJ Hamilton and getting 
getting the wide players and getting the wing backs involved and actually utilising that wing back system probably effectively for the first time under John Dempster. I think the big thing is with with Sean obviously coming in is he. I don't think the players that we've got we know they can do it but at the moment they don't have the confidence to do it and I think that's why the easy option is to hit it long and, and hope that you know the informed player Danny Rose will be up there winning the flick-ons and, and we're sort of working off scraps in that way so when you've got the likes in the, the midfield of, of Will and Tomlinson we know he can do it but he hasn't done it this season uh, obviously we've been missing missing Bishop uh, for injury but obviously it looks like he's going to be back soon but even then Bishop yeah. was playing he seemed, seemed to play higher under Dempster than what he yeah, did under yeah. if, so. so I just think that there's it's he's come in from a a fresh point of view. He's he's not had the disappointing start to the season. So he's come in with a with an open mind, sort of a, a freeness to his to his game and he's just come in to sort of show what he can do and I think as long as he can keep that mentality and the and if we carry on picking up good results and uh, and, and improve our performances Hopefully, we should see the quality that we know he's there with the rest of the squad come out a bit more. I think it's like it's the sort of player that you think, right? It could be a decent player to have. He's a young lad. He's quite clearly hungry, but it also just shows the sort of teams that he's been that they've been turning down. Like I know it's not brilliant, but it's more like your your top level European like B leagues, like your, your Danish leagues, your Cyprus, your place Greece, and it's like well. It's quite clear that he wants to stay in the UK, but he's obviously hungry to still develop. So to come to somewhere like Maxfield, from somewhere like Leeds, where he was getting game time before he was injured, it just shows that we have actually got a decent player on his hands, and we've got to, uh, just got to use him in the right way. Little point on that, actually. Let's put a bit of a negative, uh, positive, sorry, onto uh, John Dempster and the way the transfer deadline day was handled last year we saw a lot of the signings that we brought in all become loan signings. We've held back a lot from the loan market and the minute we've only got two players on loan, obviously uh, our our new favourite striker, Nath. Athelion without wings. Athelion without wings, uh, currently injured. So Athelion without, <laughs> without crutches, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> uh, with one wing. Um, he's been brought in to sort of add a little bit of spice up top and provide a bit of competition. Then you've got Sean, see the second loan sign, who's here for the season, not for, whereas Athelion's only here until January. Mm. Uh, here for the season, going to play a, a big part. Can play midfield, can play attacking midfield, defensive midfield, and play anywhere across the back four as well that shows that we've actually done our research quite well and we've not just got players in for the sake of it we've got players in positionally where we need to fill gaps and that has to be looked at as a positive doesn't it oh massively and you think in the past we've probably just signed for the sake of signing I think one player springs to mind massively from last January and it's like great it was great to have him but he'd be odds and sods here and there that's no way to talk about Nicky Josie we spent good money on sponsoring him <laughs> well, two, well of us, two of us did <laughs> yeah you can have it back um, <laughs> but um, I've completely lost my train of thought <laughs> but in the past we would have we would have been like right we'll sign him just somebody else somebody else can't sign him whereas like you said we have literally done as research we've strengthened where we need to and we're strengthened to the point where we need to because obviously our line's on here till January we're expecting players back by well, in a couple of weeks Jordan Gray and, and Davo not being too far off uh, so th- there's no point in having bodies for the sake of bodies and who's Davo anyway? 
Davo. Davo. It's Davo. Weird. It's Davo this season. Strange. Davo. 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 different. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the difference is with um, the, the loan signings we've we've made is the fact that I don't think they'd have come in if we were fully fit if we had a fully fit squad. I don't think we'd have brought any more players in. I think for a while John Dempster had been saying that he's happy with the squad, but then we can't sort of hide from the fact that we have had a, a horrific month of injuries. And I don't think that's an excuse. I don't think we can excuse our performances because we still had very good players out on that pitch. So it's yeah. certainly not an excuse, but. It has impacted us. It has imp- impacted our depth of squad, for especially sort of when you look at the bench, anyway. Um, and I think that's probably made him think a bit more about, you know, we're only a month into the season and we've had this issue already. What, what, what can happen for the rest of the season? So you've got to have a bit of cover. So I think we've done what we've had to do by bringing in those two players. Absolutely, we have missed out on one though in bringing in. Connor Shaughnessy in with Neil Bishop coming back a little sooner than expected former Stags midfielder and ex-Berry captain Stephen Dawson who was uh, training with us for a good, good couple of weeks during that uh, spell of injuries <coughs> excuse me to try and get himself fit as uh, that deal's not been followed up on he's gone to train with uh, another club elsewhere so we wish him uh, all the very very best indeed would you like to have seen seen the years roll back Nathan last year because Cam he, he, would, he wouldn't remember anyway so <laughs> no <laughs> I'd have took a chance I mean end of the day he was playing for, for Barry last year that's right isn't it yeah yeah he was uh, so obviously playing for them last year part of a promotion squad um, so you shouldn't be underestimated in that aspect you Try, know tried to snap Tyler Walker in half yeah well we've got a staff player somewhere haven't you when, when they're doing well um, <laughs> but you know I, I don't know it, it's he, and he knows the club he knows the club inside out well well not inside out but he had he did Maybe spend his time with us. yeah he's going to have a bit of sort of uh, you know I feel like he'd have a bit of heart playing for us and I just think on a free transfer what really had we got to lose on him in that aspect so but you don't know what you wanted wage wise you don't there's also different circumstances that Absolutely. fans will never know so yeah I'm not at all sort of blaming the, the club for not going ahead with it but from a fan's perspective it would have been nice to see a an ex-player who's sort of come through the ranks come back to the club and, uh, and at the time obviously we didn't have Connor Shaughnessy it, it sort of felt it looked like it was almost made for him really absolutely maybe if, if he'd have perhaps been a little tad fitter that might have sealed the deal a little bit but uh, I saw him train the day before they went to extra and he, to be fair to him didn't look he looked he was good getting involved and everything but he didn't look Sharp. It looked like it would have taken him two or three weeks, and obviously at that point we did need somebody to come back in and somebody to come in and be ready to go the day after. So yeah. we wish him all the very best of luck indeed. Let's go back uh, to some of your comments tonight. If you've got anything to say, doesn't matter whether it's about what we're currently talking about. If you've got any comments to make about the stags, drop it in the comment. This is the place for you to have your say on your team. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. Um, kick off with a uh, comment from Paul says uh, evening Roger says uh, CJ's little mix up with his feet was funny uh, Callum has put the hashtag bring back Digby that's a hashtag and get, get me no. on funny uh, no no <laughs> uh, James says in this league just doing the basics is massive uh, Elaine says the team needs to, to keep playing as a team Roger says game management taking Maynard off uh, he wasn't pleased when he went off nobody could hold the ball up uh, John says late to the party but here I'm picking up uh, what I've heard I thought the new lad fitted in well and stood out in the middle we need more of the same absolutely consistency uh, will be key going forward as we head to Crawley 
on Saturday, tough place to go. And then of course Cambridge at home in midweek, so the game's starting to come uh, thick and thick and oh, fast again. How important is it to, to try and set objectives for this month? I mean, we looked sometimes last season. We were, as we've mentioned, um, as we mentioned a few times before, we were guilty of looking a little bit too far ahead. And I think again we had that bit of a hangover. In, in August and the injuries and what have you and the suspension sort of kicked in and didn't and sort of rocked the boat a little bit we seem to touch wood cross fingers lucky horseshoes and rabbit's feet and all that have got through that murky bit of water is the simple objective for you individuals as supporters just to get through this month unbeaten and to, to avoid defeat which would then give you a run of what five games unbeaten going into October or would you be setting a more realistic target or a more ambitious target of trying to say get four wins out of the next out of the five games where would you go uh, on that Nathan go on that's sorry that's better than September for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that's alright yeah whatever August I meant I know what I meant well, it would be positive to win all the games but I suppose realistically you think you've got to play Plymouth and you think that's Port Vale's a tr- tricky place to go. Crawley's a tricky place to go. So it's like, mm, you probably drop a couple of points along there. But I'd take the month unbeaten. But I think more... I'd just snatch your hand off for the month unbeaten right that'd now. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> but Even four draws. F- five pop- draws. Oh, no, we don't want I draws I don't think again. five draws would, would be... No. That'd be a step back. Wouldn't be good. Yeah, that would be a very big step back. But um, more for the confidence, more than anything. Not, not so much the points. I think we we just need that confidence back in the dressing room if we've got the confidence back then we'll sweep teams aside with the, the strength that they've got in the squad as well as the depth that we've got on the bench as well because realistically if we can pick up a, a victory at Crawley which we should be doing to be fair come away from Crawley with uh, a victory that gives us back to back wins if we perform a little bit better because we're not shying away from the fact that the performance wasn't quite there mm. on Saturday which doesn't matter because it's we all just about we seemed a little bit rusty yeah, that's it rustiness it, it was about going back to basics and stripping it down if we can get that victory builds that momentum and then do the same again against Cambridge Three wins from those three games. That would that would certainly be an absolute turnaround from where we were, you know, two I, weeks ago. I think that's got to be the objective for me. I mean, that's why I said it better than last month. As in, you know, let's try and get three three wins on the board. And there's a, you know, there's with the strength of squad that we've got, you probably should said we should at least be looking at that from the from the outside. But then when you take into context the performances see so far this season, it hasn't been great. So for me, beat, better in last uh, last month is important, but. I'd just like to see a little bit more sort of improvement in the performance side of things as well because we know the players we, you know, we've got majority of the squad that we've had last season so we know they've got the ability so it's now you know let's see a little bit of that on the pitch now let's start improving our performance because if we start doing that then more results positive results will come our way as well I think one negative has been that some supporters there's a certain section around me in the Ian Greaves who think that the players don't care there was a few murmurings which I found quite petty to be honest walking out from the game against Scunthorpe we'd won 2-0 we'd, we'd done the job we'd done the basics I was happy with that some expected it you know clean polished and, and all shiny some were thinking that the players don't see it but I think having heard this week from Matt Preston I think it's the complete opposite I think everybody seems to know or 90% of people seem to know that we have got that ability to unlock it there and it was finding that key to do it. For me, it was that 
getting that midfield link up back and get that engine going which Shaughnessy brought in if we can do that again that would be a positive but the fact that the back three and Matt Preston in particular has come out and said that this week does that give you a bit of renewed not necessarily renewed hope but a little bit more encouragement that the level where we should be at it's only that far it's only that far away I think what it means to the players shows with the way that they celebrated the first goal I was just jumped in on each other and I think that squad being a squad collectively and not being individuals like we have been in the past where it'd be like oh, someone's just going to go on a random run actually playing as a team I think we've got the confidence there and it just seems that everything's going right again and we just need to keep building on that and obviously the players do admit it's not what the performances should be but they know what they need to do they know where they're going wrong and from what we saw on Saturday it seems that they're trying to put that right and it shows that they do actually care and they do actually want to put on a good performance I don't think it's fair as well saying that they won't care because I mean these are the same players that we've had last se- last season and nobody said then that they didn't care so you know it's it, they, they, their personalities wouldn't have changed over the summer they just think oh you know I'm Mansford again next year but I'm not bothered what happens it's not like that the players have been here now we've got a few players that have been here for a good few few years and uh, they are, will absolutely want to perform it's like what I said a couple of weeks ago on the show it's, uh, for me I think it's more about confidence and self-belief and when that's down it, it, you're sort of psychologically struggling with it and then that also comes across in your performances and your, and your work rate it's harder to put in them extra 10% and that's probably why we look a bit unfit at times as well because we're having to work harder because we haven't got the ball things aren't going right you, you're sort of in a negative mindset you're struggling with it all and it's like a vicious circle from there so I think that's the issue it's just a difficult start that we've got ourselves off to that's the thing it's like you know, we've got young hungry players that have played professional football but for not for long for example like Callum Gordon obviously signed two year deal two year deal uh, Ryan Sweeney obviously last January two and a half year deal two and a year deal yeah, uh, Will and Tomlinson yeah. another one young hungry player signed a a, a longish deal and it's like we've got the players there and obviously they, they want the hunger and the desire otherwise they wouldn't sign these contracts if they were like oh it's time I want to be here for a year whatever or would just sign a loan I'd just be like oh I, I only want to go there on loan I want to come back it shows that they do actually want to be here and they do actually want to put the effort in absolutely well let's hear from inside the dressing room let's hear from the man who opened the scoring uh, last Saturday albeit by hitting his leg and trickling underneath the goalkeeper <laughs> nobody's going to argue with him though let's hear it from the safety defender Matt Preston who is certainly now trying to get on the goal hunt it was a good feeling to finally um, to get the, to get a win uh, I still think we're not playing exactly how we'd want to be playing right now but having said that I think it's good to be coming in and saying we're not playing how we want to be after a 2-0 win so yeah obviously there's a lot of, a lot of positives to take from from winning but I feel like we can still get better as a team and as an individual the squad that we've got and the players that we have um, you know we should be playing absolute football I think and I think the gaffer thinks that and we think that um, it's just a matter of, of converting what we're doing in training um, and putting it on the pitch but again I don't think a, a lot of the games we're going to play I think are not going to be are going to be pretty uh, so it's nice to see that the lads have both sides you know we can play the ugly side when we have to as well so definitely pluses originally I thought to myself I'm going to I'm going to just get back because you know the first the first ball hadn't come in so normally as a defender you'd just sprint back but I thought I'd take a risk and stay up um, 
you know, and then CJ's put in a good ball for me and I've managed to you know, outstretch a leg and put it the opposite way from where the keeper's going, so I'll, I'll take it. There's a little bit of a competition between, like the gaff said on the weekend, between me, Chief and Sweens. Uh, Chief's leading it at the minute. He's, he's coming for Danny Rose, he's saying, so I'm trying to keep in that pack. I want to get as many as I can. But I think everyone will say the same thing. Everyone, everyone can do better. Uh, but yeah, I think defensively I was I was solid, which is what, obviously what you want from a centre back. So again, that's I'll, I'll take that. It's, it's nice to know that you know when you're coming in from training that we, you know there's roughly uh, you, you know what's gonna what's gonna be what's gonna be playing. So you can again getting back to what we were last season, which is solid, and we want we want clean sheets every week, and uh, you know we, we build on a base from that, and and then if we can from that start playing like we used to be, then it's it's only going to be a winning formula. Stags defender Matt Preston, who will definitely take that excellent result on Saturday. Speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week, if you want to watch that in full, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, keep your comments coming in, we'll get to them as soon as we can. We'll try and get through as many as we can uh, before the end of the show tonight in about half an hour's time. Um, let's talk about that back three because one of the problems this season we've faced is not only injury but also suspensions. Um, we've been guilty of a few too many especially in the early games I think at one point we were averaging a red card once every two games which was a bit of a concern we spoke about it at the top of the show the stability comes from the very back and getting that back three regularly playing together again Nath that is going to be absolutely critical to our performances in trying to push back up the league table yeah I mean it was fantastic that obviously we managed to get Sweeney's red card at Exeter overturn uh, after that you know, wonderful bit of play acting by uh, Tom Daly uh, Tom Daly <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously that was important for us um, and then to, to add the back three we know this back three was so strong last, last year so it was um, probably made it even more frustrating with the start we had this season when we know they can do it uh, but it wasn't happening so um, for them to sort of start getting a bit of belief in them that they can keep a clean sheet and um, uh, between them and like I said that I mean they are they are chipping in with goals probably more so they're carrying at this rate they're definitely more so than last season so uh, that's another bonus but most first and foremost they need to make sure that they're strong defensively and we were sadly but I'm going to say it we were against bottom of the league and Scunthorpe didn't offer a lot going forward so it was easy for them so it's now they need to go and prove it at, at the likes of, of Crawley and, and, and you know the next games after that I think it's very true that you've got yeah you've got to say we were against bottom of the league a, a struggling side and the proof will be in the pudding over the next two or three games which is why I made the comment earlier about setting that target of trying to win the next game and try and build up a little bit of a run it's like we said weeks and weeks ago trying not to look too far ahead and just concentrating on what's in front of you because I think we both know Cam that when the Stags defence get that little bit of a run going we saw it last year where they were a little, there was a little twinge of it not quite working but when they get that solidity there and they become more con more conjoined they can galvanise the team to, to go on and perform I'd say conjoined as well <laughs> great word <laughs> one day I'm not going to turn up with you up here we nearly didn't Jeez. turn up this week yeah. you weren't good the, the, one of the reasons we didn't do this last week is because you deserted us for what Oh, I went to cricket. Ice game, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> no. cricket. We won, though, but so it's, it's all that matters. Through to finals day, it's all that matters. Yeah, which but. means you're going to miss where? Oh, no, she won't get a ticket. Port Vale away, isn't it? 
Yeah, pop by the way. Why are we talking about cricket? It's not a cricket podcast. I'd rather watch paint. Not matters. No, go away. I <laughs> just said that, yeah. No, but that's, that's, that's a fine. That is that's fine. Can we go back to my point, please? <laughs> you went off on a tangent. You started it. Can we go back to the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, I say we, we've had spells, obviously, with red cards, but then we've had injuries mixed in there as well. And it's like we've not really had a settled back three, back four, back five, whatever we've played throughout the season. Obviously, missing. Uh, Ryan Sweeney through tail end of the extra game Matt Preston red card Christian Pierce injury Hayden White injury Kellen Gordon injury uh, so we've only really got Mal Benning that's played nearly every nearly every minute played every, nearly every minute until last Saturday when he was dropped in favour of yeah. CJ Hamilton <laughs> yeah that was a strange one to be honest but um, I think it sort of worked in a lot yeah, of it did work as yeah. strange as it sounds and do you know why it worked because it worked because of the uh, of Digby point, 2.0 no stop and it worked yeah. on uh, CJ was actually on the, the right side of the pitch for yeah it's correct change. I mean still probably a, a bit further back than I'd like him but still we've got, getting, the, we've getting got, the, we've got the distribution to him yeah yeah, yeah slowly slowly catchy monkey Absolutely. Is what they say. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Really want to hear from you guys uh, tonight. Uh, Peter says it's been a stuttering start to our season, but not an utter disaster as some fans seem to think. I'm of the opinion for the present at least to reserve judgment on Dempster until we get all the injured players back in the squad and then see how we shape up the new guy looks like a good signing uh, and John says need to get things how we can play uh, and prove we are a division one contender absolutely uh, let's go to Peter's point about there obviously I think how much of uh, the anger is involved in the Disappointment towards the way we've started prior to the, the Scunthorpe result. How much of the anger from last season it still fuels that? Do you think? I'd say a fair amount because we've gone from a team sweeping teams aside week in week out, near enough last season, to a team that's very, very, very much underperforming at the minute. But that's the key thing. It's at the minute. It's the start of the season, and that's thing. Who's top at league at the minute? Crew, or Crew Plymouth? Crew or Plymouth? I, I, look, I never what? look at the league. That's, that's, that's the thing. It's like who'd have thought that Crew would be up near the top at this point <laughs> of the season? But I think it's the start of the season. Anything could change. They could get relegated. Well, yeah, exactly. Look how look how County did last County season. Did. Started yeah. started actually all right. Uh, I do you, do you, sorry to interrupt. Do you know a David Burton by any chance? Yes. Yeah, he says tell Cam to smile. Oh, uh, I would. Yeah. I would. No, oh, you broke my camera. <laughs> I would, but he, like I say, breaks my camera. We're uh, talking about stags here as well. Absolutely. So, so yeah, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes hard. <laughs> uh, positivity. <laughs> but the point is, it, it doesn't matter how you start the season. It's how you finish, and um, we might be stuttering at this moment in time. But in a month's time, we could have won every game. We could have won them all four nil, and some people still won't be happy. I think the, the, the point is as well. If you did look at the league table right now, you'd, I, don't, I can't remember what it was exactly, so don't quote me on it precisely. But it's something like just a couple of wins, and you're in the back of the yeah. playoffs. So that's how you need to. Be in the playoffs on Saturday, depending on results. Possibly. That's, that's, that's when you need to. That's when you realise how early on in the season we actually are, and that's where you shouldn't really take the league standings at the moment with just a pinch of salt 
The problem is, it's the performances. I think that's a bit that everyone's yeah. most upset about, is the performances. But, again, it's it can be turned around. It just A little bit of confidence within the squad can make such a difference. So, obviously, it's not the all and end all, but expectations are so high, and, and probably rightly so, um, I think that makes it harder and we're putting more pressure on ourselves. I think Roger has just hit the, the nail absolutely on the head with the comment he's just put in. Uh, he says, some Stags fans think we're going to roll everyone over, but it never works out like that. It's still very early days and things can only get better. Want CJ to play on the left wing at all times in the future, that's where he's the most dangerous. Um, and absolutely, that's the thing, isn't it? I think, I hate it in football because there is an air of arrogance around the way you are if and I think we saw this a lot with Knox County last year to use them as an example the year before they were rolling everyone they were you know doing doing well and really building momentum they expected to carry that on into the next season and, and absolutely plummeted and unfortunately that arrogance came from the top as well it came from Alan Hardy I think it German. started from the top it, to be honest it, well exactly yeah you could say that and in that that filtered down you haven't got that at Mansfield you've got very level headed owners in the Radfords who will support and back whoever's in charge and, and do everything wonderfully for the club in driving it in the right direction but there's no arrogance there's not a line of arrogance there's not there's a line of expectation but expectation and arrogance is two very different things and unfortunately there's a, probably a pocket of Stags fans who because of the way we were last year are arrogant about about the the way we are and it, all, it only takes uh, arrogant about the way we perform and it only takes that little pocket of arrogance to spread like a virus and make something into a negative environment and I think we saw that in the opening few home games that toxicity which we spoke about mm. quite often um, I just wanted to get the word in to be honest okay. um, but on Saturday there was probably for the first maybe 10 minutes there was a bit of nervousness but once Mansfield started playing and got on the ball and started playing it through midfield and making the great runs that died down and it's that positive energy which will always kill negativity so always kill it like on Saturday I thought that Scunthorpe obviously came at us for the first few minutes but I think it was very much they were hoping for a smash and grab because their obviously their performances haven't been great they've not been getting the goals and they've not been getting the defence so it's like well Mansfield they're a good team but they're stuttering and then let's go and hit them early and we'll see what where we go from there and it didn't work and then obviously we pulled the game back and put it out of sight and as, well, as soon as we scored the first goal they didn't really look in it and I think that's the way that we need to be playing we can we can afford to let teams get on top of us for a small amount of the game just to soak up some pressure because we're not going to be on it every second of that game but when we do we need to stay strong and we need to just keep it simple keep get the basics right defending um, not wussing out of tackles and actually putting the decent passing rather than just lumping it away like we have done what one, big, one big thing for us at the moment is if we can get the defensive side of it sorted and, and be strong back there and um, even say we don't improve our performances massively but one massive positive we have got is that even if we are underperforming, at the moment we've got a striker in, in form, in Rose, who if we even make that one chance in a, in a match this, at the moment, we've probably got a good chance taking it because he's, he's on fire. And last season we had that problem where we were creating chances but we couldn't put it in the net, whereas at the moment we're not creating chances but we're, at least we are still putting it in the net. Absolutely. That's that, a massive <laughs> That certainly showed in uh, the goal um, in, in which he scored 
uh, on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about Danny Rose then, because we are amazingly in September already. It only seems like two minutes ago when it was January and it was all very, very different. But it, time moves so fast. So the first month of the season is over. Let's not look at results, but let's look at performances and individual performances. And amid all the the downs, the suspensions, the injuries and things like that comes an absolute positive in Danny Rose. What an absolute transformation. We talk about a transformation in terms of bad performance and where we've, we've dropped to, but the transformation we needed to happen, which we were desperate to happen towards the back end of last season, is finally happening this season. Well, I don't think he was bad last season. Oh, no, but, not at all. No. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of scoring the goals. Yeah, yeah, well, that's about to come. I don't think he was bad last season, as in his, his contribution to the game. But obviously, the only bad thing that was happening for him is that he couldn't seem to put the ball in the back of the net for Love No Money. It's in post and all sorts. So, Oldham comes back into mind, even getting a, an offside call. <sighs> that, was, that was just bad times. Yeah. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> but, that was an awful journey home. It wasn't good, was it? No. But, um, you know, this year he certainly hit the hit the ground running. And it, I think it started um, in training. It, it was saying that he was looking on fire in training, putting the ball in the back of the net. And sometimes... Um, that's where he, you know probably got his confidence from, and he's took that into the games. And I mean, man, we've, we've absolutely needed it. But it's uh, his contribution to the not just scoring goals, which is obviously the at the moment very mo- most important thing for us. But his contribution to holding the ball up, defensive work, heading the ball yeah, away, absolutely everything he's done, hold up play. It's it's been he's it, he's probably got man of the match for probably. 80, 85% of the game so far maybe more and that he deserves it by far the best defender we've got at the club let's hear from the Stags boss John Dempster as he gives us his thoughts on Danny Rose who is certainly in bloom great to see Danny Rose kind of score an opportunist goal some of his goals this season have been outstanding that was more um playing on a mistake I mentioned last season, uh, last week that a lot of goals in League 2 are um, from set plays or a mistake um, and, and it was great to see Danny the sly old fox sneaking in and, uh, and, and sticking at the back of the net even just the goals he scored this season they've been all of different type all very impressive in their own right uh, and, and like you say the, the head as he wins um, take centre-backs by surprise because he's not a massive centre-forward in comparison to some some of the centre-forwards in our league but he, w- he wins more more headers than uh, those centre-forwards I think at times being honest we've probably played a little bit too direct to him at times it's it, it's definitely a strength of his you know the aerial duels he wins but He's also shown glimpses of when we get the ball into his chest or into his feet, he can link play up. And when we do that, we can get our more attacking players in the game further up the pitch and hopefully create more chances. He, he deserves all the credit. He's been he's been like that since the first day of pre-season, you know. And it, I think it's been a massive learning curve for Danny himself. Speaking to him, um, football's massively psychological. Um, there's, there's loads of different factors that go into a player producing the goods and performing, but a big factor of it is the psychological side of it. And I think Danny has learned from probably the downsides of last season uh, and he's used his intelligence to um, motivate himself and become a better player from it and that, that's what all footballers should try and do he's doing very well he's, he's producing the goods in terms of goals but you know you, you only have to look at his work rate 
up and down the pitch, across the pitch. He's really putting a, a shift in for the team as well. So the fact that he's getting the goals and, and, and producing the goods is a bonus. Stags boss John Dempster speaking about striker Danny Rose earlier this week. You can watch that in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. And it's it's one of those things, isn't it, where when you've got a striker in, in that rich vein of form, he's gambling for those chances which wouldn't have perhaps done last season, which Mansfield wouldn't have perhaps done last season. It's good to know that already he's ticking over he's ticked over he's gone past the goals he scored last season and if we can you know get Nicky Maynard up there with him and get the contribution coming from all areas we are going to be a threat when things go forward even when we're not playing the silky football which perhaps is expected of us we can do the rough stuff and still get the results which is what we did oh massively and I think just going to throw this one out there do you think that a change in style is what suited Danny the best you think back to to previous teams obviously being at Barnsley under Dave being at Bury under Dave being at Mansfield under Dave all three not really performing but you, you can look also, at Evans you can also, and he was performing you and can also argue that they didn't really perform under Murray weren't the same eh. so you get a, 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 cha- a complete change in system three years in a row yeah and it just seems a very different player from one season to the next to the next I think a lot of it has to be psychological because when you're at that young age which he is and you've had such a successful campaign the season before when you see your name touted out, out with a manager you've had vague success with Evans um at a higher level you are automatically going to be thinking about this is a real opportunity for me to progress my career I've had a good couple of seasons here time for me to move on earn a bit more money go and progress my career it would be the same in absolutely any walk of life if you've got a boss that you've got on with who then potentially offers you a better career opportunity you are going to seriously consider it but then for that to be pulled the rug to be pulled under your feet or for various things to go wrong or not be quite as truthful as what they were that really affects your mental state and your mental health to add an injury into the mix anxiety takes place then you're not in the team you're not the main striker because somebody else is doing it all these other rumours start to circulate and before you know it you are in an absolute pit of darkness and then as soon as he starts getting himself back on his feet and starting to look like the rosy we wanted again he gets whacked with an injury and not just an, a niggle but an injury which is up there a mental injury which every time you challenge for a header every time you you know jostle a defender you are always going to be thinking about that impact and you've seen it so many times affect players look how it affected John Thompson for example the one at Ilkeston the horrible one it's a similar sort of facial injuries a similar sort of uh, battle and I think Danny Rose took a long time to come through that and needed that break and I tell you what you can talk about managers coaches styles all you want but I firmly believe that Danny Rose is that type of player who can go into absolutely any system when he's on his game and be capable of doing so but what Danny Rose needed was to clear his head and you have to applaud the battle he's gone through in that mind because let me tell you from a personal perspective when you get a battle in your mind it is damn hard to get out of that battle and get into a routine where you feel comfortable in being able to do what you do and if you want proof of that 
this is your proof of that that we're here talking about football this week because it very nearly didn't happen and I think you've got to applaud Danny Rose for that um, transformation I think another thing that I'd add to that as well is that to to sort of again argue Cam's point a little bit about you know performances under under Flickcroft last season I again I don't think it was bad I think the only thing that didn't come off for him goals. were the goals but this when season when you're a striker though don't, don't say it's all about goals because not. it's not if I'm when gonna, you're if a goal there's another goal scorer getting the goals if you can contribute to that which he was which he was doing to a certain extent then you're still doing your job your job what you're, what you're essentially saying is and hear me out if if a striker yeah, if a striker is all about goals then in a cup in a cup tie it's you one nil down it's the ninety fifth minute goalkeeper comes up for a corner you say he shouldn't come up because he's a goalkeeper because that's essentially the same comparison that you're saying about goal sco- goal no. about strikers scoring goals it is that's exactly the same <laughs> comparison isn't it no it's not it, it is it's, though isn't it the it reason is. a goalkeeper yeah. come up is for the extra body a goal sc- a, go- a striker of Danny's calibre is there to score goals striker's job is not always to score goals but the one massive downfall last season is Walker had to do it all on his own he didn't have the support to do it I agree it would have been better if he was getting the goals this is my point and and obviously it wasn't that was a bit that was missing from his game but if you're not scoring goals the one thing you can do is work hard and contribute positively positively to what's happening on the pitch and he he was doing that if you're drawing two defenders out and creating space for another player to go in and score the goals job done no matter where you are on the pitch whether you're a goal a striker a midfielder a winger a defender here's another scenario for you as well right you've 2-0 up 70th minute your centre back gets sent off you've used all three subs of course you're going to put him in at yeah, centre half. We all know Danny Rose is our best defender. Of course you would put a striker at centre half. Just admit you're wrong and pay up. But, well, <laughs> the, the bit I was going to add on to that anyway, so I'm still saying last year it was all there probably aside from the goals and we obviously take out the start of the season and the, the injury. Uh, so for the, the good parts of the season um, it was all there apart from the goals. But this year it's sort of in some ways it's like because we're not we've not been performing well Danny Rose is sort of as if it's like he's taking it on himself to think I'm you know, drive someone needs to, needs to needs to step up now and and, and, and fight for this team and, and really sort of uh, give him a lift it's like he's sort of an opportunity to like you know I can do this this is my, my chance to go out there and prove prove that I can do it and, and take the ball by his horns in some ways and that's the sort of it seems like his psychological aspect of it, how he's approaching it this season, and it's uh, and it's absolutely working. And he should take a lot of self confidence and self belief from that. And, and well, you'll be proud of what he's done so far. Absolutely, and we need more players with that same attitude. It is so easy for a player to crawl back under the rock and just sort of well, you see it at, at so many levels, don't you? Where they just, things aren't happening for them, so they'll just sit on the bench and collect the money and you know jobs are good and again you look at George Grant last season it wasn't coming off for him did he put the work in to try and make it better no he just carried on playing 
took the wages and see you later I'm off lads there's yeah. two ways of being there there's the Danny Rose way and then there's the wrong way uh, let's move on and talk about players getting out of that uh, treatment room fantastic news as we mentioned earlier in the show Nath Bobby Aleshnik back in action 45 minutes against West Brom yeah. in a um, behind closed door well not behind closed doors game sorry a um, reserve team fixture the first reserve team fixture of uh, the season but also not just Bobby Aleshnik uh, Andy Cook got 60 plus minutes in that Amara Sterling James got some minutes Willem Tomlinson Alistair Smith got minutes in that game as well fantastic to see bodies who, aren't, who haven't necessarily been getting the minutes and those who've been in the treatment room great to see them back out on the pitch because it gives John Dempster more fuel to throw onto the fire such a positive we know what Bobby Alessandro can bring to the team as he did as he did laugh at a large part of the season last season and um Trying to think, it was in. I think it was in uh, John Dempster's press at some point. He was saying that 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 injury could have been sort of career career finishing injury. Absolutely. So that's how serious it was. And uh, to have him back, not just for the team, but for him personally, uh, is is a massive step. Uh, you know, massive positive, a massive step in the right direction. So that's huge. Uh, and that's the same same with Andy Cook. I mean, we've only seen glimpses of him so far this season, but when he has played, he's, he's looked he's looked he's looked decent. So. Um, you know, it's it's another player that we've invested in uh, in the close season, uh, who's come to the club to, to to do a job. And sometimes, because we haven't seen that much of him, you don't really realise what you've what we've been missing. Yeah, and he actually could be quite key to what we've been missing. You know, so to have him back in amongst the the squad and and match day, and hopefully getting some minutes. I, I don't know if he'll be ready for for Crawley, but. Even you know the following is it, uh, Cambridge after yeah. that. If we can at least see him on the bench and get him coming on for twenty minutes or so, and just start getting back into getting a bit of match fitness because it could be a another key sort of um, tool to our disposal. Really, positive thing from John Dempster's interview this week as well is the reserve team because we've seen it so many times in the past where managers have disregarded the uh, reserve reserve league in terms of. I'm just going to send. If, oh, it's a long one. Is it? Oh, playing Hartlepool away. All right, I'll just send the kids up to that one. I'll pick and choose the game, so they want them to get injured or I don't want them to have to travel. The fact that John Dempster has come out and said, "No, we will be giving if those players, senior players, aren't getting minutes, we will be using these games to get a minutes." That exact. That is exactly what the reserve team and the reserve league is there for, Cam. Oh, definitely. I think um, players like Bobby who wouldn't get a game any other way because you think right um, you play a training match you've got two you've got three goalkeepers at the club four if you include the youth goalkeepers that train maybe five uh, who do you pick and choose then you don't want to put Bobby in because he's a little bit mm, he's not quite there but he's not far off so you don't want to put him in where does he get his game time from then Absolutely. Whereas, obviously, like and, the reserve, and then the injury gets worse because you're not playing exactly in the rules to compete with it. Either, and the reserve so. game, yeah, it's competitive, but you're not going in like you're not going to absolutely butcher someone like you would in a league game. You want like oh, what a game's a game. <laughs> you would, but knowing your history, oof, bad idea. But um, it, it's not. It's still competitive football, but you've not got that added pressure. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. 
and you don't have to go up for a, a risky ball that you would probably get injured from like you would probably like 10% chance of getting the ball you don't have to put yourself in them situations you can just like focus on like right I need to get the game ready I need to get my head back in the game get that mentality back and and then put in a good performance it's, it's most psychological I think it's a uh, I know it's not a real game sort of uh, scenario but it's as close to it as, you, as you're going to get so especially in that league because you have actually got it's alright well and good playing uh, behind closed doors friendlies but there's nothing to play for there is actually something to play for there are points to play for in that league you, yeah. can, you can go and win the it's, title it's a, it's a match day setting as well right. so it's a it's a 90 minute game you know training games are, are going to be completely different you're going to be swapping and changing teams around working on shapes and things like that so it's not always it's not very often in a in a, in a training scenario you just go out there and say right lads this is this team uh, team A team B go out there 90 minutes have a game you do, it's not that they work on so much more in training games whereas in a in a match where you're playing against an opposition that you don't know that much about, you're in a in a, in a match day sort of psychological setting. So it's a completely different scenario for, for players like like Alejnik. I don't think it's necessarily down to, well, you know, he's not going to go out and come off his cross. He could get an injury. Because I don't think if there's any risk of that, he wouldn't be playing in it. Correct. I think it's all about right. You're you're fit. You've done everything you need to do with your rehab or anything, everything you've done on our training pitch. It's now time to go out there, get yourself in that sort of mode of game mode. Yeah, that's, get yourself that's, that's get yourself sharp, get yourself ready to to compete. What it also does, it provides competition for places, which is always a positive thing. Let's get the view of Stags boss John Dempster on uh, competition from places as the physios room starts to look a lot more empty. That's exactly what we want. Um, it's healthy competition. When I pick the 18 squad members for a game, I expect every single individual to be fighting for their place and fighting for the points for the football club. Um, and I, th I think we got that on Saturday. Um, it, it does make a difference when you look behind your shoulder and you've got somebody of great experience in your position wanting to wanting to play in the team um, it's very healthy and what I will say is we I don't think we've um, moaned too much about our injury crisis so uh, you know we've had a lot of unfortunate things happen so far this season but one of the benefits to that or one of the positives to that is we've had more debuts from our young players this season than we have in recent years and you know we've only we're only seven eight games in so that's been a massive positive um but we want to have a successful campaign and if we're going to do that we need strength and depth and with the the boys that we've mentioned coming back we've certainly got that it makes a difference on a day-to-day -day basis so um when you have the likes of neil bishop coming back and joining in training it actually lifts the whole group um you know, he's, he's somebody with a wealth of experience, but also a good communicator. Uh, and it makes a real difference to the session, the intensity of the session, when you've got those kind of characters in and around it. So massive plus points. Um, pleased with the performance and the result on Saturday. And we're going to look look to build on it when we when we move forward to Crawley um, Saturday coming. Stags boss John Dempster speaking to you. I followed Stags early this week. Head across there to uh, watch those interviews in full plus. Get a bit of an insight into how the Stags are preparing for Saturday's game at Crawley. Talking of Crawley away, it's time 
for the best feature in podcast history, the pound prediction game. Obviously, we weren't here last week, so we'd made no predictions. So at the moment, the scores are as follows. Nathan has one prediction correct. I have one prediction correct. Cam has none so far and also owes about 10 grand. Um, So that's it. The rules of the game is you predict the score. If you get the score nailed on the head, you get the point. The person with the most points at the end of the season will win the pound pot, which is certainly gathering... A little bit of um, a little bit of momentum now. There's got to be uh, at least a tenner in there, and I definitely haven't taken any out of there either. So <laughs> it's all good fun. So uh, I'll come to Nathan first. You did owe a couple from uh, the previous week. So have, have you fully paid up, or do I need to uh, uh, ring the bailiff? I've got one pound. I've got two pound, but I've got three. Oh, pounds. fantastic! We'll put we all go. three pound in the pot. So Nathan is up to date. Here is my pound for this week's pound prediction. I owe four quid now. Oh my god! Right. We can't have any, right. we can't have surprise, Ignore we? this little bit of the podcast. Right. You know the bit where we say come in a stag shirt? Where's the stag shirt? I left it in the office. <laughs> so you know the bit where we say bring a pound? Where's the pound? My bank account. <sighs> Honestly. I don't carry if, change. If there are any um, uh, bailiff companies out there that wish to sponsor the podcast or get involved and do us a discount. If I have that. Go on. If anybody would like to come on the podcast, we might have a space for you soon. Absolutely, but the, you oh, must really remember it. a pound and a stag shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on then, Cam. Cam owes four grand now. What's your prediction for um, Crawley? Oh, we need to do Cambridge as well. So I forgot about that because that's midweek. Oh, I, mean, oh, oh, I owe another pound as well. So it's all right. I know our fiver. Yeah, I know it was a fiver. That's great. I'll, I've totally forgot about that. So, you know, I'll, I'll cut you a little bit. Of I'll cut you some flat because I forgot about that as well. Uh, so, first of all, foremost, then, uh, Cam, let's have your prediction for Crawley away on Saturday. This Saturday coming. 1 1. 1 1 draw, okay. Uh, Nathan. I'm going to go the same 1 1. You're going to go, oof. Optimism. Same, same 1 1. Uh, I will go for a back to back victory. I am going to go for a 2 0 victory. I'll go for another 2 0 victory on that one. Uh, as for Cambridge in midweek, I am going to go for 3 1 win for the Stags. Nathan, what are you going to go with? 2 1 win. A 2 1 win. And Cam, what are you going to go with? A uh, 2 0 win. A 2 nil win fantastic we'll bring you up to date this time next week uh, with the pound prediction game remember the person who gets the most uh, correctly predicted games at the end of the season will win all of the pounds in the pound prediction pot at the moment that pound prediction pot will be about 10 grand light because Cam forgets his money and me and Nathan are splitting the prize money as it happens that was rigged against me already then absolutely (laughs) Uh, that is pretty much it for this week's uh, podcast uh, final bits uh, to wrap up I'm going to ask you for a prediction for the rest of the month what do you want to see Mansfield do for the remainder of this month obviously games against uh, Crawley Cambridge Port Vale and Plymouth uh, coming up how do you want to see the Stags progress this month Nate see as Cam's got his mouth full with midget <laughs> gems which incidentally he hasn't yeah, offered me or you Shasker, you just grabbed them anyway absolutely terrible Nathan doesn't even know they're there until I've just mentioned it I know that's even worse that's blindest absolutely blind man problems in it um, so yeah I mean for, for September for me I, as I mentioned earlier it's sort of three wins uh, bare minimum really obviously it's always going to be difficult against the likes of, of Plymouth. I mean there, there's quite a few difficult ones in there but I think at home games we should be looking to, to win uh, well certainly against uh, Cambridge anyway um, so three wins would be nice And but most importantly I want to see 
I'm hoping to see. Well, I'd love to see. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to see a return for you know, Hayden White, um, Davo or Davo, whatever we want to call him this year. We should uh, definitely nice take a note on that. Have him oh. coming back. Uh, so just to see that sort of um, you know that, that squad and that injury list get a little bit get a little bit smaller and see if your players start coming back into contention. Cause I think it'll be nice to see us what we're like at full strength. Absolutely. Well, we'll uh, keep everybody posted on uh, that one. Cam, what about yourself? What would you like to see for the remainder of the campaign? For the uh, remainder of the month, sorry. I'd love to go unbeaten the rest of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> we all. Uh, you could probably expect a loss in there and you're probably looking more towards the Plymouth game but I reckon with the team that we've got if we can keep confidence up performances up there's no reason we can't get three wins and a draw four wins and I think for me it has to be just looking at continuing what we've been doing just building that momentum a little bit more getting a little bit more positivity and driving forward and again I, don't, I think clean sheets would be a difficult one to ask for because of the opponents we come up against. We're bound to slip up somewhere. Let's just tighten the screw a little bit, try and build a little bit of momentum and end the month, uh, as Greendale would say, won't meet when September ends. Uh, let's hope that they wake up with a little bit more positive news if they were Stags fans. Let's keep building that momentum and start climbing to where we need to be. Thanks very much for those of you who uh, have been watching and getting involved with the comments tonight. If you want to do so, every week we are on at 6.30-ish on the show. For the fans, by the fans, why? Because Mansfield matters. It always does. And if you listen to the audio version of this, come and get involved with the live show if you want to. And of course, for everyone, check out more on our website, www.mtfcmatters.co.uk. Blogs, match reports and uh, trips down memory lane and much, much more in between on that website. The Sags are back to winning ways on home soil. A tuna win over Scunthorpe United. A trip to Crawley Town is up next. John Dempster's old stomping ground. Let's hope that he can make another positive impact on the Stags on a ground and pl a place where, he, where he's had positives in his career the Stags were visited today by the Archbishop of York I didn't even realise that was a thing let's hope some divine intervention some prayers and some happiness can spread across the Mansfield Town squad and we can continue in our quest to climb the league table I'm Craig Priest alongside me Nathan Edge and Cam Felton the views expressed in this broadcast are those solely of the individuals. We shall see you at the same time next week at 6.30 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because that's all matters. It does. See you next week. Get yourself to Crawley. And of course, get yourself to that home game against Cambridge. Let's get six points in the bag by the time we're back here next Thursday. That's exactly what we want. Um, it's healthy competition. When I pick the 18 squad members for a game, I expect every single individual to be fighting for their place and fighting for the points for the football club. Um, and I, I think we got that on Saturday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.